0: Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello. Hello.
1: How are you doing,
0: Han? I am very well. I'm very well. How are you?
1: I'm good. Um, welcome back, everyone, to the Aspiring Authors podcast. Um,
0: <laughs> okay, so what's the podcast today, Hayley?
1: Today we are talking about creating a story and how to plot it. So we've been talking about the different aspects of our stories and the fears Mm. of creating it and putting it out there and and everything. So we thought as we go on and we talk about editing and put um creating the cover letters and everything like that, we need to talk about the story and um, Mm. basically gives our tips. I mean, we're no experts or anything, so. If you have any ideas or if you have different ways of doing it, then give us a yeah, yeah, any tips and just give us a shout out and send us a message. But this is how we think a story and how you create a story and how to plot it. So, the first question is I'm going to throw out to you, Lorna, is how Mm. do we go about creating the story and coming up with the idea? So,
0: that's quite a big question, isn't it? Um, it is. How do you create a story? How does it start? Now, I can only really say this. I've I've wrote two books. None of them have been released at present, but I intend to release them at some stage, if I can. So um, with those books that I'd wrote, um, I guess uh, the first thing would be what do I want to capture with this book? So, with the first book, I really wanted a kind of a new beginnings kind of feel, um, like an adventure, just changing your life if you want to change your life. And the second book had started from a feeling I want to capture of, um, like summertime in the Highlands. I just haven't seen this. Portrayed, anywhere, um, of how I experience the Highlands in the summer. Like, there's a buzz about the place. It's like things are happening. The place thrives, and nature, and like people are coming, coming from all over. You know, there's tourists, and um, and there's calies or dances. There's just things going on, and I really wanted to capture that for the the second book. So really, that's the initial um idea that I have and then um I'll just go with that, that this last one here that I I wrote um so I wanted to capture that feeling and really get into the nitty gritty of like family dynamics <laughs> which are can be so complicated I'm one of five so that's like when you go back home everyone slots back into their... And I'm the youngest, so everyone slots back into their kind of role in the family. And I have found that interesting, and I, I want to look at that. Ideally, I wanted to write about a situation that brought um, a girl home, and it was a sad time. It was a, grieve, a grieving time a family member died. I was really wanting to write this but hope coming from it and that was my plan in this book but I was actually in that stage at that moment of of grief and I guess it was going to be based on ugh, where I was so I I really couldn't write it at that time um so there was a slightly different uh, story I had in my head of yeah the family dynamics still there going back for the summer and just, yeah, portraying the Scottish Highlands in a way that I haven't seen before. And from that, it was really brainstorming of, okay, what's, it's gonna be about a girl. Okay, what's her character gonna be like? And I guess it's, for me, it's just, where does it start? How does it start? What's the kind of general gist in the middle? And what do I want that outcome to be? And that is so hard to, like, just put into words right now because it's, it's such a so long easy. process. Um, from the So from the original story I had in my head, I, I think I'll write that eventually, but from that came another story. <laughs> it's just... It's so hard to put how to dissect this to, to say to people, but really I have, like, a scene in my head, a feeling I want to portray and capture that and um in this book. Um yeah it's hard. What what about you, Healy? How how do you create a story and come up with an idea? Um so initially. I think,
1: I think it is about being inspired what's around you and kind of using that in that way. But I think for myself I for my first book, I'm currently on book two and three at the moment but for my first book it was inspiration of kind of books I've read before and everything and what I've seen and it's mine's historical fiction with romance and suspense element and but I was inspired by my surroundings as well and it came about it's such a cliche I, I I dreamt the story to begin with it came as a dream so um it's just kind of because there's um where I used to live where this um, first book is set in Overston. um there is a rope walk they're quite proud of the history in that area where's Overston? Ulverston is South Lake District um South mm-hmm. Cumbria and um yeah there's a place called Rope Walk and you can walk it and it's got a couple of signposts and everything and I just kind of dreamt of this story, this character and um, this element and then from that it kind of just started to expand in my head and develop and it just wouldn't let go and I started to kind of write down these ideas and everything and then when I went for a walk, I kind of walked around that area and it just kind of came alive in that way and it just kind of, just wouldn't let go of me. It became a part of me and I had to get it out of my head. So I just kind of started plotting it and seeing and seeing where this character was going and whether or not there is a truth element from that. And then because of book one, it's became a serial um, book. So book two is actually a knock-on effect. I can't say too much about book two because it gives away book one. Um, but it's a knock-on effect so it's what happens afterwards. Um, but book three is a, a standalone book so that's a different one. That's ideas of folklore and mysteries and legends and it's yeah and it's a bit more of the Victorian gothic up in the highlands as well and so I think you kind of get you you absorb what's around you and you're inspired by what's around you and then it kind of just comes into your head I mean the other books I have is from what you've read and what you've watched. Mm. I love watching history programs. So sometimes mm. an idea I'll watch, like um, this, the historian's gone off and exploring a certain area. And then the more I find out about that, sometimes story develops in my head. And it's just okay. like, oh, what if someone was doing this? What if someone went off and explored that? And then the more you kind of let it linger in your head, the more it develops. And it just becomes other stories.
0: So you are mostly inspired by history, and you're quite a dreamer, and you've got a great Im- imagination. Whereas I, yeah. I actually think I'm, I'm there in my books. I really identify with the characters, and I have somewhat experienced what they've experienced, both of them. Um, so I guess I am writing about myself in some ways not completely but or or do you find that with yours? I
1: think I think you do though Mm. I think like um, the first my first book um, Road Walk it's a different element it is a part of me the character I think you always write the first one slightly on you and you kind of explore those feelings and then um, yeah the other character is a different side You do draw on your experiences, I think, when you're writing it. And we're writing as women, as the lead. Yeah. So I think we do um, draw from the experiences.
0: That's true. So we identify straight away. um, But would you write from a male's perspective, do you think?
1: I don't think I would write a whole book from a male's perspective. But in my books, Mm. I do have different points of views in them. So I do write from the male character's point of view as well that's interesting because the main female is different elements of myself and um yeah you draw on those experiences but writing from a male's point of view it's a Mm -hmm. bit harder but then the more you write it the more they become real and they kind of self-evolve and so when you're writing it sometimes I don't know if you find this but I kind of, I picture everything in my head. I basically write what I see. And the characters just take over. They start having a dialogue and I've got no control over it. They will say this and then say that and they write this. And the more you get to know the characters, then the more they become real in their own selves. So you kind of start to describe a real person in that way. But I think you do, you draw on other male yeah, it's... people that you know. Yeah, as well. I think I, I've
0: done that where I've, I've only just started writing from a male's perspective, really as an add-on. So with the the last book I, I've been writing, I, yeah, have just have gone back and incorporated some chapters in there from the male point of view. I at the beginning I was like, oh, does this sound like a, I'm a man? Like, what would a man think? But really, I just wrote as a person, <laughs> and yeah. then if there was any little things like how he held himself or you know scratched his chin or did something, then that that would kind of suggest he wasn't a female. I don't know. It's I'm still learning that, and I don't know the tricks of the trade to 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 write about a man. Um, yeah, still still learning.
1: It is it is hard because you. Straight away, it's like, it's the ultimate imposter syndrome. Yeah,
0: we've already got it, and then you have that on top of it. It's double
1: whammy. It's writing from, I'm impostering a man when I write this scene. I'm (laughs) impostering a whole different kind of person, or um, in like history, there's different kind of race of people as well that feature into my book. And so I'm writing from their point of view. And you feel like, should I? Could I write yeah. from their ideas and everything? And does this sound right? Is this authentic? If a man reads this, will he go, mm. "Oh my goodness, this is just another this is just a writer. woman"? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to like, oh, she's so stereotyping me right now and everything like that. And it's just, I know you have that proper imposter syndrome, but you have to do it though.
0: How do you know you are writing a good story? How do you know it's a good story?
1: I don't know. Or is it I think <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's interesting. I think it depends how long it lasts in your head. Um, Stephen King is famous for saying that I know note, uh, writer's notebook is the the graveyard for all bad ideas because you have all these ideas and you write them down in a notebook and you don't explore it and you think oh that's an amazing idea, I'm going to do that and you don't let it stew in your head. I think the more the idea Mm. just kind of evolves and stews in your head and fixates on you and just won't let you go I think that's a sign of a good story. I think for my other stories um, that I want to write in the future they haven't let me go, because I've been thinking about these other about four books in my head for the past five years and they just—they still haven't gone. They're still niggling away, they're still knocking on the door, saying, what about so this?
0: Do you not the write story. them down What about then? that to the story? No. Oh, God. That would... Oh, my God. That would confuse me. <laughs> I need to get things down so I can forget about them, but, I, but then... I, if you do put them down and forget about them as you said then it's a graveyard you, they'll be lost yeah but uh i can only work on one idea at a time because i yeah i'd be a mess if, oh, if that was the case
1: yeah i mean i definitely i when i'm writing i'm writing that one story apart from at the moment i've kind of got three stories in my head my three current um books yeah i know they're there they're bugging me, Um mm. but I, yeah, I don't want to write them down. I don't want to do that because I don't want them to be out of my head. I want them because for me, if I write something down, I forget about it. I'll put it in a notebook somewhere. It's out my head, and I won't write that story. I have four notebooks,
0: so you have? Do you have four notebooks of stories? No, no, I have. Four note- notebooks dedicated to different areas of my life. <laughs> so um, there's one there's one book that is for novel writing and ideas and all that kind of thing. But I don't look through it as enough. So yeah, maybe. Um, for me, with how I know my story is good, um, <laughs> it's so arrogant even like saying those words but I think purely on the basis do I want to read it then if I do if I'm excited by it then I'm sure there'll be some others that that would too like right now I'm going through this first draft and I've just come to the love interest and they're having a little bit of a argument and um, I'm quite enjoying it like (laughs) <laughs> My toes were curling up and it's like, oh, and, and I was thinking, I wrote that. This is, this is made up <laughs> and I'm, I'm just <laughs> wanting to see what happens, but I know what happens. So I wrote, but I'm going through it. I'm going through that first draft again. So it is going to change. Um, but if I'm feeling that way, then surely there must be like, you know, five others that might. So that, that's, that's plenty <laughs>
1: <laughs> what they say is write what you love don't write to trend don't write to what everyone else kind of no wants to, yeah um is doing at the moment write what you love and if you love it then that will come out through your story yeah at least five people that's a mm. good number <laughs> at least possible um yeah more please so what's what's
0: the what's the hook Do you have to have a hook in your book? Um, How, yeah, how do you feel about that?
1: I think um, a hook's important. I think that's what they say in there, don't they, with all the writing books and What is a hook, though? Okay, so um, I will use an example of, say, Pride and Prejudice we both love. So, the writing is that the new gentleman's come to town, the mother wants to marry them off, they've got a bit of poverty, they're going to lose the house once their father dies and everything, and it's having that development. But it's you get to know the relationship between Darcy and Elizabeth, and then the hook is what will come of their relationship. One's got pride and one's got prejudice against it and yeah it's the conflict between them is the hook and what's going to happen i think that's i mean we're still finding out what the hook is in that sense with our books Um, i think it's definitely a learning curve and i think it's something that people struggle with is getting the right hook for the book because that's what grabs people Mm.
0: okay so is the hook the inciting incident then, or is that another thing
1: <laughs> um I think so. what you mean the catalyst moment?
0: uh yeah, like the moment where things start to change at the beginning, um,
1: I think so. What they say is that it's about a third through the book, kay. so it's not it's after the mm. catalyst. It's when the story starts to develop. So after the catalyst changes and the world has turned upside down for the um, the main people, then it's what happens next before like the midpoint element. So it's what's drawing you in okay. as you read it through the third of the book.
0: Yeah, I might be I might be struggling with that because I have a few things that go on. I wouldn't know where what my hook. Um, is with
1: both with both the uh, books I've wrote.
0: Yeah <laughs> I'm I'll need to think about that somewhat.
1: Hmm. We are just learning.
0: We are we say we're writing books, which you know, we're in the midst of of doing, and yes. we've not got any agents that's that's the aim of the game on of this podcast is to bring you along. Hopefully we do get agents. If not, yes. then yeah. we will <laughs> do it some way, some other way. Um, yeah, it's just with with the hook. You know, I I thought a hook could be a few different things together. Um, uh, how the characters cope in new environments, or what the threat is to their world. Does their personality change? For me, I love road trip films, movies. I love how at the beginning the character is one way and then something happens and they have to go on a road trip and they might not necessarily want to go, but they've got to go. And then during the road trip, they start to change and then by the end of it, you know, their whole life is turned upside down and they, they become a different person. And they've had to... Yeah, they've changed they've had to go on that journey because in a way they had they always had to go on that journey to be the person that they were going to become i love that style of story and i like to i like to think that i've incorporated that into the books that i've wrote but still i don't know what the hook is going to be because there's other factors um in there you know there's People dealing with grief or there's people dealing with money and I wonder if I just wrote it without even thinking. Without deliberately doing well, that. Yeah, I, I mean, just I... don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go over my stories again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. that's the thing. You have to know what your hook is mm-hmm. before you put it out to agents because they're all now saying, Okay, when you write me the blurb, you need to include the hook element so it's a completely different learning curve and knowing your story and some people say right well my hook isn't obvious enough so I have to restructure it I have to make it more obvious so it's I think it's learning what that element is Mm -hmm. and either making it more obvious or making you understand your book better so are you a plotter or a pantser Lorna okay
0: so I would say I'm a plotter so initially I will work out like three points. Where is my character? What happens? What what's gonna to happen to them? Um at the start of the book and in the middle, um, where do I want them to be? And then is it like adventure, new things happening, what will they experience? Um And then by the end, what do I want the ending? Will they maybe meet a love interest? Is that who they're going to be with? What do they learn? What is their learning from the end? So really kind of breaking it up into three and just briefly noting it down to myself. Then from that, I do, which I think you do also, the save the cat method. And I will... Follow their plot points, um, their beats, and I'll write, start to write down. Um, okay, in Act One, in Act Two, in Act Three. It's just initially three acts, isn't it, that they deal with, and then you. Yes. Um, you know, I could have looked. I have it on my fridge, um, and <laughs> yeah, through from those three acts, then I um, write down on the post-its each story beat and it's just starts to form itself but this can take uh you know it can take me a few days or it can take me weeks to plan I just start there and I'll have the post-its and then things will either slot into place or I'll add things take away things um ideas will just start to come to mind but I would say I'm not fully a plotter I do have panzer in me too so the the points I'll make on the post-its will be a kind of guideline you know just be bullet points and then from those I'll um, I will just start writing including those plot points and if they don't happen if I don't feel them while I'm writing then I just won't use them and I'll see where it takes me but I have to have some structure and then refer to that when I'm when I'm writing. But it's not the Bible for me. If I feel like I'm writing something and it's going in a different direction, then I will go with that and then restructure the post-its that I have that I'm referring to. So, yeah, a little bit of both. I don't know if you can call that pantser a little bit of pantser in there as well, but I'm not fully... You know, structured. I have to do this. A little bit flexible. What about you?
1: Um. Well, we've talked about like Potter and and Panzer mm. before, and like Panzer is just basically where you just write. You have an idea of what the story is. You kind of have an idea of where it's going, but you just write. Um. But a lot of Panzer say that they've first draft is actually draft zero so it's just them getting out the outline of the story and there'll be a lot of editing and cutting back and then their story develops and evolves as they edit it but for me myself I'm definitely a plotter and for me to know that um, the story works I have to be able to plot it this is chapter, and um, this is the first act. So this is how the character develops. These are introduction, um, these characters, and then I get to the catalyst moment. Okay, so what's that defining moment that changes the world? And then that takes me into Act Two. How does that evolve an arc, and um, to get me to the midpoint, and then down to the all is lost moment, which is the battle before the end, or something major happens, but it doesn't quite work out and then you've got act three is how they come back from that Mm. how do they lick the wounds and come back and then the story you kind of finalize the story and I think so that'll be I mean I'm gonna say it early Recommendation time. No, you me. can't. And it might be the same for you. <laughs> No,
0: I thought you might recommend that. Yes. So I tried to find something else to recommend.
1: But I think it's okay that we both recommend yeah. the same thing. Well, because like,
0: it fits of... the topic of this week and we both exactly. have really got a lot out of it. Um, but having yes. said that, I the first book that I wrote, so this was many years ago, I might have said on previous podcasts, that I'd started writing it, mainly because I was in an office job and I was feeling uninspired and I was dreaming of uh, moving to an island, which I did in the end. Um, So that's where the book started from, was that, you know, you're in a mundane job that you hate and then you leave and you start this new adventure and you didn't think you were adventurous. As a pantser, I was writing that, and then I got to about halfway and then I stopped writing and a couple of years had passed. And then I was just, I think I was just a bit stuck and I didn't really, yeah, I didn't know how to end it or how to do anything more to it. And it was yeah. uh, yourself that told me about Save the Cat um, method. And so I'd read the book, got all the fascinating um, tips from that. And I was like, oh, okay, right. So then I started making the notes and that got me to the end of that book, which I'm so happy that I did. So, yeah, thanks for sending me it. Over.
1: <laughs> um, so the recommendation we are, well, I am definitely doing is, say the cat writes a novel so there's two different ones there's save the cat by blake snyder um he talks about screenplays and everything and once you kind of look into it you see it everywhere now on every film um and it's what changed the film industry well save the cat writes a novel looks at all the novels i kind of came across it because the first book i did i plotted it I didn't panter that either. I plotted it, but I plotted it in what I felt a story should evolve. So I plotted it from watching films, watching period dramas, reading books, and kind of analysing how they evolve and the points that should be in it. And then I came across Save the Cat writes a novel. I think it had just came out. Um, And so I started to really look into that. And it made me rethink my plot structure that I had all the beats is what she talks about so the different um beat points that you kind of have to hit during the acts. So it was hitting a lot of the beats but it wasn't hitting some of them and I added too many beats so they overcomplicated it. So it was all about stripping it back, making sure that the main story sang out and it was nice and clear Then it wasn't too complicated. And mm. it helped me to look at the character a bit better and see her journey and understand her a little bit better. It helped me with editing my first book um, back to what it should be and what it is now, thankfully. But from that, I've used the structure and everything and the beat points to actually write the new ones. So how do you, Lorna, how do you plot your story and what tips would you give for structuring it?
0: Post-its. Okay, I'd say post-its <laughs> are really important. Um, so handy. I actually, with the Save the Cat method, I use them and pin them to my fridge. So that's a good tip, I'd say. If you can do a copy, uh, all the plot points, on post-its and put them on your fridge and then every time you go in and get like a I don't know a grape or something it's just always simmering away in your head um, of yeah the next plot point so I would say post-its put them on your fridge also start with the feeling that you want to capture if it's a dark kind of novel feel good maybe a sexy novel? What, what kind of style are you aiming for? I would start with the, the feeling first and then what would you like to read? Write the book that you would read because there's no way you're going to be able to write a novel otherwise. Um, what's uh, your tips on structure?
1: So I would draw on what you were saying, Um, post-its is amazing. I think what's good (laughs) about post-its is that it's changeable. I do it in a slightly different way. So I've taken up um, half of my wall in my bedroom. So when I wake up, when I'm in bed, I'm just staring at the post-its. So I have different colours for different aspects of the story. And um, I have... Different kind of acts, a different kind of post-it, so I know where it are. And you can take it down, you can change it. If the story develops as it goes along, you can just take it down, write on it, put something from back up. And um, I think it, it psychology, it helps it for it to be interchangeable. Um, and they're there, so I think it helps you to see the flow of the story doing it that way. But um, I would say that's how we plot our, and our story out using, like, the beat method um, and just kind of, yeah, using post-its. just, we, we're both same but different yeah. element, I think. Whatever works for you. I think you have to do what's best for you and what's easy for you. Yeah. Because the thing is, you don't want the plotting method to distract you from the writing or Mm. to become the writer's block. I think that's an issue as well, is that you can overly focused on the outlining and the plotting that you don't write it or that you're so fixated on hitting all the points on it that you're not actually seeing the story evolve.
0: So uh, with recommendations, you have already made your recommendation, have you? Of Save the Cat by... Yes. What's
1: her name? Jessica... Oh, you're going to have...
0: Yeah? You're going to have to know this one. I mean, I know, I'm going to go People are it listening up. out there, and they've got their <laughs> pen poised waiting, and <laughs> Wait you don't even have her name go. right. Jesus. <laughs> I'm tr-
1: I know I'm an amateur. What can I say? Um Brody. Jessica Brody. Jessica Brody. So I'll do that okay. again. Yeah. Yes. I'm still gonna so, include that. My rec- recommendation time. You're keeping that in. I can include
0: because 'cause I'm the editor. Woohoo
1: <laughs> <laughs> See the power that she wears. I you. wield power. Um, yes, Jessica Brody.
0: Great. Okay. <laughs> Well, I would recommend that um, too. Um, but I can't because you stole it. And so that's that. Um, so I will just add on an extra thing because I would say Save the Cat too. So check, yeah, check it out, guys. Um, otherwise, I've just started listening to a podcast called Indie Author Weekly uh, with Sagan Morrow. Sagan Mor, it must be Sagan Morrow, and she's a Canadian author, and she writes romance novels, Um, and her podcasts are really simply made, she's just basically talking into the mic, but I think pretty effective, you know, there's no music, it's just her talking on the mic, and... No frills, just straight to the point, And she tackles some really interesting topics that authors face. She mainly deals with self-publishing, so as it's called, indie author. But, you know, it, other people can relate to this. So I'd say if you're still starting out writing, this would be a good one to listen to. I've listened to some of the podcasts that include... How four different authors outline their books. Three tips if you're struggling to get any writing done. And tips to get through the messy middle. Yeah, which has been great. I've been listening to that a lot this week and I think I'll be continuing with her. And she's quite relaxing to listen to. So, yeah. Sagan Morrow, uh, Indie Author Weekly. So, check it
1: out yeah I think I'll check that one out as well it's always good to learn especially if we do stumble across the indie publishing world and everything with our books then yeah the more research the more knowledge the better really quite frankly
0: awesome so where can people find us
1: so um, if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to give us a shout out or send us a message or give us your tips on um plotting story arcs anything or
0: if you yeah if you have a book that you think we should be reading that we haven't suggested then please get in touch
1: Mm. yeah if you think of a book as well that we need to check up on (laughs) about hooks that's not yeah about
0: (laughs) about hooks because
1: we have no idea it's yeah or frankly. if you have any tips on it just like send us a message on you can find us at aspiring authors at aspiring author pod on twitter or you can find myself personally at hd coulter on twitter where can they find you lorna
0: i'm just lorna gillis or lorna gillis clothing on instagram twitter and facebook and also, you can reach us at com. Is that correct, Kelly?
1: Yeah, so if you want to send us any emails or questions or just kind of want to put your talk to us, then, yeah, feel free. Send us a little, um, little message. message and we'll be happy to hear you. And So next week's um, podcast is going to be about
0: editing and how we
1: edit and any tips we have around that. So we thought this week we'll talk about story, and then next week is how we edit that story.
0: Okay, cool. Well, um, catch you next time.
1: Okay, catch you next time. Bye. See Bye. you later. Thank you for listening. Thank you to for Aspiring listening this podcast. <laughs>
0: To aspiring authors you can find us on twitter at aspiring authors pod credit goes to josh woodward for our theme music once tomorrow